What a long, long way we've come from District 12. We started in District 12 and went into the Hunger Games. But first we stopped in the Capitol. And then they went back to District 12. And then they were in the Capitol again. Then they were in a different Hunger Game. Then they broke that Hunger Game and went to District 13. And then they went to other districts because there was a war and whatever. Uh, we finished eight. the whole they all the games. They went to eight there and they go. blew up the hospital. Yes. And Katniss was sad. And then they bombed the thing. And then they went back into the capital. And then they went back to District 13. But this time they had the victors. And one of them, Peter, he choked out Katniss. And then Katniss's neck was all fucked up. Welcome to When Will It End. That, of course, is our recap series on... Wait, I thought that was our every episode theme song. Yes. So we uh, use that every episode. First we start in District 12, and then we go to the Capitol on a train with Elizabeth Banks. Did you know she's from Pittsfield? Um, yes, welcome... Wait, she's from Pittsfield? Yeah, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, we went to the same high school. Uh, wow. We had the same theater teacher. I didn't know so, that. Uh, that's so, that's yeah. exciting news. Yeah, I mentioned it to Allison pretty much whenever we saw Effie Tuffing Tam, Tuff, Effie, whenever the lady was on the movie Josh, screen. I'm just kidding. You mentioned that every episode so far. Elizabeth Banks from Pittsfield. So this is When Will It End? It's the movie podcast. You know it. Why, why even point out which one it is? You know which one it is, baby. It's the only one, I think. The only movie That's podcast. Yeah. By the way, I was, I'm not going to name names, but I... I downloaded a, a very popular film podcast about uh, Eyes Wide Shut, and they were like, this is a movie about marriage. We're not going to talk about the uh, Illuminati or the conspiracy theories. That's for Reddit people. This is about a marriage movie. This is about marriage movie? Wait, what pod? You got to name names. Um, no, I'm not going to name names. That's Come not, on. We, we, don't, we don't spill the tea here. I'm just saying, I, I was so mad. This, this podcast is like, we're not going to talk about the interesting stuff. <laughs> we're That's like something about- I would do. <laughs> Yeah, it was such There's a some really move. cool shit, but you know what? Let's talk about marriage. Let's focus on the most obvious part of the movie as though none of it was symbolic. And I was like, this fucking sucks. And I deleted it, baby. I paused it and then I deleted it. Wait, Goodbye. did that did that delete the podcast from existence? I sent uh I took one of I took the the forced television husband of one of the hosts and filled him with bee juice. I put bees in him, and then I sent him back to the podcast to destroy it from the inside because of the bee juice. That's incredible. I love that um, very few... I mean, yes, the main actors have all been in most of the movies. Oh, fuck. He's putting on the hat. He's putting on the podcast I put a hat hat. on, everybody. I put a fucking hat on. It's so nice. Um, It's because of the Tracker Jackers serum. I do like that not much other than our main characters was in all four movies, uh, but Tracker Jackers, what I thought to be one of the goofiest shit from... Three or four. Three out of four. No, it's in all of them, right? It wasn't no, in, this... in two, there's... <gasps> famously in two, no Tracker Jackers. Are you sure? I am... I thought they mentioned... I'm pretty sure they confident. mentioned the Tracker Jackers. I don't recall an explicit Tracker Jacker shout out, but look, I, I want to focus on what we agree with here. The series reached its first crescendo in one with Tracker Jackers, and then that has really uh, bore itself out over the course of the subsequent uh, three movies so, in the series, and that's incredible. Uh, I might be getting ahead of myself, but am I allowed to give series MVP to something that wasn't in the second one then? And I know that might be a little vague. I don't want to give it away who my choice is. Yeah. I don't want to give it away either. Am I allowed to give an MVP to a swarm of mechanical bees? 
Is that an option on When Will It End, the movie podcast, where we watch the movies? We start with the first one. We go all the way to the end. We're finishing up Hunger Game. I'm Charles. We, the, the Mocking Josh. That's, That's Charles. Josh. I'm, I'm the Mocking Josh. So this was supposed uh, to be an exciting uh, conclusion. Four-part movie, four-part guest guests thing, thing guys um, coming on but they weren't guys that was the whole thing they yeah. were going to be two of girls yeah um and you, what you're you're uh allison your wife is eating ham or something and she's and... actively eating ham and i hope napping but realistically she's probably watching uh uh the the sabrina the teenage witch reboot with uh with sally draper i mean that sounds as good as a nap i mean napping's boring man I always regret that, it. That's so stupid. No, I the always point of napping is that it's nap. boring. We are so overstimulated. Look, I don't know if you know this, but if you remember that Bradley Cooper movie where they're like, we only use 3% of our brain. Yeah, I saw that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. We, we Everyone remembers it and loves it. Unlimited, I want to say. Limitless? Limitless, whatever. He, Bradley Cooper takes pills and then he can write a good book or something. And that's honestly, in real life, that pill is called amphetamine. And many writers did that already. But most of – even though we only use 3% of our brain, yes, most of that 3% is taken up just looking at stuff with our eyes for those who are envisioned. Uh-oh. I'm getting a swirl uh, – you're swirling on me. I think you broke up, buddy. Yeah. You're sending me the swirling. Yeah, wheel. my internet's been bad today and I was hoping am – I, am I still doing it? Someone gave Charles's internet tracker jacker juice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was me. They put bees in your internet. Leave this in, by the way. People need to know about the what it, bee juice can do to your internet. Josh, you, you never. I know it's nice that you tell me how to do my job every time you get the opportunity, but I never take this shit out, man. You just, you don't need to remind me to keep it in. You sound like malfunctioning three 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 prio, the robot from the movies, the wars. Am I back? Yeah, you're back. You're still slurring a little bit. You sound like a regular uh, like pita with the tracker jacker juice in him. <laughs> So this movie uh, was fucking awesome and opens in like the most upsetting way I think I've ever – other than I was talking to my little brother about another series, if you'll permit me. I speak, of course, of The Men, The X-Men. Oh, wait, um, I thought you were asking if you were allowing, me, allowing yourself to talk about your brother, which no. Please, oh, sorry. Please well, stop. First, okay. A person I know was talking about another film series. Will you mind if, I, if you'll indulge me? The Men, The X-Men, of course. Uh, how X-Men First Class opens in Auschwitz. And I remember seeing that in the theaters and being like, this is not... So that's what it looked like. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's that's what the Holocaust was like. Thanks, uh, a Marvel subsidiary. I guess Sony at that point. See, Kevin Feige, he's not going to... He's not going to (laughs) let... Right. What if if James Gunn's (laughs) directed the Holocaust? (laughs) Can you imagine if the the Galactic guys were were in Auschwitz? Anyways, um... So that movie opens really rough, where it's like, oh my god, we're like, I came to see the men with the the blade hands fight each other, and we're in Auschwitz. And this movie opening with, like, a shot of one of the most popular actresses in America immediately post-domestic abuse, like, whose throat is so horrifically bruised that she can barely speak, because her vocal cords are so swollen. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had a hard what time an with that unbelievable scene. Unbelievable opening, just because I really can't stand, uh, you know, vocal fry. I don't know. You, you know what, Josh? I'm, I'm not going to just shy away from it. It's just, it's hard. I can't. If if a woman talks like that, I'm just, I can't. I can't focus on anything else. Well, if Cat Miss was actually Cat Mister, 
after getting choked out, they'd be like, oh, my God, you're actually even more good looking right. and good at talking. But He'd be like, yeah, yeah, I am. I guess I am. But no, I, I totally agree. Talking that now. The, the way that the second movie, third movie ended, I thought was amazing because, I mean, again, this is the point. This is a in the same way that Eyes Wide Shut is a, is a marriage movie. This is this is a love movie. This is a love story in its own way. But it like chooses to end not on like a victory in the battle or a loss in a battle. It ends with uh, Jennifer Lawrence staring at her own reflection as well as Peta, who's who. They're both dead creatures from the war. Well, it's funny. Okay, so because when they when they crawl into bed together in their dope ass mansion in empty ass District Twelve at the end of the movie, I was like, I, I asked Allie, like, do you think that they're like capable of having sex with each other? Is that, that like? Are, are this, these are the two most broken protagonists I've like maybe ever seen in a series. Like, and I was impressed they managed to procreate because you're like, how could anything come out of this at this point? Like, the ground is so salted from misery and trauma and fear, and you know they don't really have this sensual relationship. You know, I don't. I, I we'll get there. I want to talk okay, about we'll that because that's a great ending. Um, but it's and it mirrors perfectly with this opening where it's. To show open with her looking hideous with a disgusting bruised neck, can't talk. Like, this is, as you said, like, I like your comparison to Auschwitz. Like, this is a bold choice to start the movie with your main character, your hero of the story, to be defeated in a way that most movies wouldn't really bother to show you. Yeah, the politics of this series continues to impress me because certainly living through a pretty agonizing era of you know watching a deeply conservative democratic institution replace a chaotic kleptomaniac fringe republican administration and you, you like certainly with like a president coin you know this idea of like we have change most importantly is keeping things mostly the same yeah and the fact that, like, you know, this is a female protagonist and this this movie came out, like, just before the onslaught of uh, a reckoning with Hollywood's deep, brutal, horrific sexism and abuse. Um, and, yeah, rather than sh- – she's someone who's been domestically abused by the man she loves. It's, like, a really unbelievably triggering, traumatic, nightmarish experience to go through. And – they really focus on how complicated it is for her. Like there isn't this like – no one's like, you didn't deserve it. Or, like there, there isn't this like – no one puts a finger on exactly how fucked up the situation is other than her reacting to it. And I think that that says so much more than – like you think of like a Marvel universe again where like we need to – like let's get a shot of all the women standing together. Like shit like that where right. it's so condescending. Yeah. Like me and Allie are, are – Allie's finally going to finish watching Mad Men, the greatest television show of all time. And it's so great to watch a movie, a show that like, well, was one predominantly written by women, but also it just like doesn't condescend to women or women's stories in that show at all. Like it doesn't have like the kind of corny girl power moments that feel so dated now um, or so like obvious. And I think this movie similarly is, is impressively bold in how it depicts things that I think would be couched very heavily by politics now. Yeah, no, I, I think that I would I I even remember. So I I've seen this movie, and all I remembered from it was like basically the last line, which is one of my favorite lines. It's better than the dumb Star Wars lines. Sorry to talk about the wars, but the "I love you, I know" line 
people seem to love that line. The, you love me, real or not real, is an incredible way to close out a movie. But I think it really just like that moment is the entire movie just like consolidated down to its, you know, raw resin is that this movie is about trauma first and foremost. And it's about like love in a way that over and over again, it's like, oh, is she going to choose Gail? Is she going to choose PETA? That's not what this movie is about. It's not about which of the hunky boys that she get to be with at the end of it. It's how can she be with either of these two people after everything that they've just gone through? Yeah. And, and again, the, the her and Gail dynamic is amazing where Gail just keeps being like, you don't love me. Like this sucks. <laughs> she, she keeps like trying to give Gail something that he knows is false. And he keeps like, it just it's really brutal yeah. to, to watch these really unbelievably savaged people attempt to reach out and just only find more pain to the people closest to them theoretically. Yeah, he's a, he's such a loser in this movie. He has that little shitty conversation with Peter when he thinks that uh Katniss is asleep where he's like, "Man, she's always going to love you. She's never going to love me." And then earlier he's like, "I looked at Peter and I had a very selfish thought that if he doesn't, he, he like, I like that being sick and traumatized is a currency in this movie's love. Like you have to be so like destruction is the only way that love would ever allow itself to blossom in the hunger verse. Well, I think at that point, everyone is so committed to there's only one thing that matters at that point. I guess like it, 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 watching everyone get subsumed by politics is I think is really the fascinating experience of this final installment is, is this divide between all she wanted to do was to protect her family and loved ones. And by the end of the movie, her sister is dead. Her homeland is, is a fucking corpse filled abyss with full of rubble and nothingness. And her and Gail are never going to reconnect. He's given himself over to this new political entity. Um, her, presumptive savior of president coin literally just wants to continue the exact same system of repression that that snow left behind uh the only the 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 intimacy she feels with snow is fascinating and and incredibly well played like that scene together in his garden i think is one of the best scenes in the entire series yeah uh i mean everything is inverted everything she wanted failed essentially the byproduct essentially you know by, by by forgiving her ultimate enemy and betraying her theoretical savior ally, she, that's the only way she can make a difference in the world is to essentially continue that inversion. I think it's really fascinating. And, and, and there's, no, there's no idiotic scene where she talks about it either. It's great. Right. You know? Yeah. No, it's, it's, this movie is – it turns a lot on its head too. I think it's, it's very boring in terms of it being like a war movie. It's, um, there is that – riveting sequence in the sewers with the wet boys with the wet boys yeah dude those fucking slimies can we call pause for a minute what is up with the wet boys you talking mutts I'm t- well, no those aren't mutts these are wet boys so but they seem to think the mutts are running around on hands and feet like dogs and who are, you, who are these wet boys i thought those are the wet boys you texted me you said uh look at these wet boys and i was like which wet boys and he goes those wet boys but since- let me maybe they say maybe they spell it out on on the thing are you talking about the, I was I, like, the eyeless teeth monsters are you talking about the wet boys they're soaking wet you seen them well yeah i think so i watched the movie but i'm not sure i mean everyone was wet in that sequence because it was taking place in a water sewer Oh, okay so they call them genetically engineered mutts i guess mutts is a coverall term for 
the creatures created by dog gorillas. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tracker jackers are mechanical bees that got crazy juice in them. That's different. The these these wet mutts, the wet mutts, the wet boy mutts were awesome. And we talked a lot about how look, y'all remember the scorch trials? Uh huh. Y'all remember those fucking ass scorch trials? And it was so scorched and trialy and such. Then we were like, it's secretly a Zambi movie. Remember? Because of the Zambies in it, run around, kill them. Right. Those are dry boys. Right. Those are dry boys. This is like all of a sudden, what if it was a wet boys basement zombie guy movie? And I was like, this is sick. And it looked awesome. What an exciting sequence. Yeah, it was great. I think scorch trials overall has better boys sequencing, but- if you're not going to rank them and not worrying about it, the the Maze Runner and the Hunger Games are great. Like, if you just want to spend all day, it's fucking cold outside. If you want to watch seven movies in a row, I would recommend none, no others than uh, go... Which order do you think? you think you go Hunger into Maze? No, no, no. Hold on. I have for you the definitive yes. movie-going experience for uh, 20-teens YA dystopian film adaptation ready can it include popcorn because i don't think any experience cinematic is is complete without a bucket okay one fill that bucket okay great okay get a bucket fill it with the corn the corn we all love it's salty it's crunchy maybe you put nutritional yeast on sure it. yeah maybe you put a uh, white cheddar powder on it well i would put just some salt a little drizzle of olive oil why why is that charles why wouldn't everyone be quiet why wouldn't you put a uh, white cheddar or cheese on it yeah i mean Everyone, everyone, shh. Okay, Charles, go ahead. Why not? I feel a little put on the spot here, but I'm vegan. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so once you've got together your big old tub of the the the, the, the corn that we've all come to know and love, okay, you sit down. One, get you got to eat your vegetables first. Hunger Games one. Right, get it out of the Ugh. way. You well, don't want to stop the momentum. I'm sorry to stop your momentum, but as a vegan, I really got to call into question that you keep using the term "eat your vegetables first. I only eat my vegetables all the time. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Please, can Charles. I have more applause? I just want more applause. Yeah, thank you. You're a regular Hamish Abernathy. Um, okay, so um, you, you watch easily the worst movie of all seven first. Get out of the way. You know when you're like settling in and you're not quite done with your block doku phone game where you're trying to score the most points by limiting rows of blocks in rows of nine? No. I mean, Amy, I wish Amy had been on the show because she's been obsessed with Tetris lately. She's playing Tetris nonstop. Yeah. We're eating dinner. It's like that scene in Children of Men. You look up and there's that little boy next to you and he's like, stop playing video games at the table. Yeah. At night, you're like, you're like, I love you, Amy. She's like, shut the fuck up. I'm playing fucking. I'm just shut the, the fuck up. When I first I'm, I have an embarrassing story. When I first saw uh, Children of Men and that little boy was eating dinner at the table with his dad and playing that little video game that looks so fun. I was like, that's that's ridiculous. No one would play little video games at their dinner table with their papa sitting next to them. Three years later, it's a fucking pandemic. I mean, sorry to use the term, but it's a it's 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 a dinner time pandemic of playing little block games. Well, you know what the best part of the opening of uh, X Men First Class in Auschwitz is? I mean, Auschwitz, but what's second best? No one's on their phones. Oh, God, you know, simpler time. Okay, enough of your fucking shit. Please stop talking. Okay, now. so you watched the okay. first one. Hunger Games. Okay, you're settling in. You're fin- you know you're like Amy. Please stop playing Tetris. And Allison's like Josh. You know, go get me something from the kitchen. And you know you're fucking just furious. You're just furious at your partner. You're so fucking mad. Uh, and you're you're so mad. You're distracted. And you know you're writing you're writing down aggressive poetry. Like my feelings are like a game of hunger. 
in my trials of maze. You know, shit like that, which is mm. like how I express my feelings. Mm. Okay, so you watch, bam, Hunger Games 1. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm so bored. What even is going on? Here's what you do. Two, Maze Runner 1. Wow, okay? so one and one. Three, Hunger Games 2. Four, Maze Runner 2. F- you get the idea. It I goes do. Back, you go back and forth. You go back and forth. Yeah. And then you finish in the Hunger Games because it's an odd number. That's true. That would work. That's amazing. And that, and that, my friends, is the ultimate weekend day. Can I offer one improvement? What, sliced ham from a local farm? I got that. I'm vegan. What the fuck are you talking about? Sliced ham. Sliced vam. Yeah. Um, are you a vam guy? You made vam recently. Yeah, it came out great. I, initially, we said it came out bad, but then as listeners remember, yeah. the update, listeners the, the remember. ham update, um, it came out is great. It V-gam? Is it vegam or vam? Vegam or vam? I call it... Vegam? I call it spicy, sp- spicy Satam. Okay. Um, I just would say you called it Maze Runner 2, and I'm not sure why you would ever refer to Maze Runner 2 as anything other than the Scorch Trials, because it is the greatest... Well, look, we got Scorch. Yeah. Listeners remember, we got Scorch. Got the hat to prove it. That dang trial? We got the hat back on. Yeah, listeners, he took the hat off, but he's putting I it back on. took the hat on. off for a minute. It's going back on. It's a very nice hat. Thank you. I got an Etsy. I, I, I wanted a fisherman's cap. Why? You're going to go fishing? No, that's disgusting. That's for poor people. Yeah. I Instacart fish to my house. Nice. Yeah. I wish it was the old days in London where you could like give like a, a an orphan boy like a bent nickel and he'd go to the Thames and like collect a handful of eels or whatever. And then you'd kill him and no one would care. Uh, simpler time. Simpler time. And yeah. no one was on their phone. <laughs> Nobody. Not even the eel boy. Uh, okay. So we have to talk about a couple things about Mockingjay uh, Part 2, a.k.a. Hunger Games Part 4. AKA, uh, boy, those sure were some Hunger Games, which is the famous last line of the movie. Um, they basically we are. are we, <laughs> you were joking, but she basically ends saying, "Man, I don't miss those games." Yeah, like she's she's like, "Look, baby, real talk, those games sucked ass." Baby, with a funny mouth. Baby, you listen to me. Uh, I like different games now. Okay, I'll tell you about these games, not those games. This movie made like. Seven hundred million dollars. That's a good. That's a good bit of coin. Wait, are you talking about President Coin or little Ben Nichols? <laughs> no, you're talking about Ben Nichols. You're uh, I'm in my own President you know, Coin. You can't slip one by this guy. I always say that. Yeah, you can't slip one by Charles. Um, there's a lot of IMDb reviews in the like fours, fives area. Yeah. Um, saying this movie is a stinky pile because all they wanted to do was make the extra coin. Mm. And I guess, you know, I I hate it. These big Hollywood movies, all they're really about is the coin is money. Yeah. You know, when they spend $160 million to make this movie, all they want to do is make money on it. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Wow. But I guess I think, if we're going to start somewhere, which we were, you know, we're a half hour in. I don't think we really started talking about the movie yet. I think I'm going to go against the popular opinion on IMDb, <laughs> little losers, and say that this movie should have been split up into two as they did it. This isn't just like, I think Harry Potter probably could have gotten away with just being a seven movie thing. But there, you couldn't have done this in one movie, I don't think. It would have been so much longer. I like how drawn out this movie was. It's so fucking boring. Well, okay. Like an hour into this movie, I'm like, not much is going on. I think that's how you do this movie successfully. Right. Because this movie is all about like, you know, Katniss being just lost in the midst of this plot that's completely out of her hands 
once again and her sense of alienation and her separation from any semblance of like where she like that's what's so bold about this as an ending because she goes home to a fucking graveyard at the end of the movie because everyone she knows either hates her is dead or is PETA. That's like what she's left. Like it's really, you know, (laughs) and PETA basically hates her and is dead. Yeah. Like it, it, it it makes you think like, what did people want out of this? Cause like, I think you need to build up to this ending and, and what better crescendo of part one than her and PETA, like, you know, PETA fucking trying to murder her. Like imagine trying to to do that emotional arc in one movie. That that's that that would have been crazy. I, I the funniest criticism I found is that it's poorly lit, which I think is very funny. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I got to disagree with that one too. I think I'm coming in hot against the the IMDb users, but I think it was for a dark scene, which is hard to light. You know, not, sometimes you'll see a movie and they like it's at night, but you can just tell it's like there's no way the moon would be that light. I like that you couldn't really see very much. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Again, this is like a weirdly challenging for a movie that people, again, I'm reading these reviews. I'm seeing them as well that are like so ludicrous about like, you know, how this is somehow a cash grab, which makes no sense because like it's a book series. (laughs) So there were like, it's a book. So like, I don't know. Because this um, Mark underscore Zachary, who's a bona fide chode. uh, (laughs) With two first names. What an ass. Yeah. Pick one, dipshit. Mockingjay Part One being a fairly obvious cash in. It's the it's the it's the end of the series, man. I mean, what do you, you know? They just cut it out at two. Like, yeah, they did two. Three would be an indulgence, but four. I don't know. People are so funny. I just think in general, like when IMDb is a is a where chodes go to congregate because isn't I isn't like Shawshank Redemption like the according to these absolute fucking losers like the greatest movie ever made like a movie that on a good day is like a C minus. People are like, freaking Red Red killed himself. We love Red. I don't even remember if I've seen the Shawshank Redemption. You no, know, I have. I have. That's uh, the- you would of all people I know, you would have an. That's the. The Morgan Freeman, Stephen King prison movie? Or is that the no, Green that's, Mile? You're, you're racist. Congre- Mazel tov. Go to the racist jail. That's the Green Mile. That's Tom Hanks and Michael Clark Duncan. Um, What's the Shawshank Redemption? That's one where they the Shawshank Redemption from prison, right? T- Tim Robin goes yeah. to jail, for the re- but he didn't do it. <gasps> I love those movies. He didn't do it. I love me one of those. The future. He didn't do it. The future. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. And what else happens? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. He he almost gets sexually assaulted. Yeah, number one top ranked movie is The Shawshank Redemption. This is okay. This is why IMDb owns. I'm going to read you. This is the worst list of all time. The top ten movies according to IMDb users who are I don't know. Is there like you know, like ever makes fun of dung beetles? But dung beetles are actually kind of cool because they like build stuff out of poop. What if you had an animal that just ate shit and did, did, just that was it? They just like loved eating shit. They didn't even have to eat shit. They just choose to eat shit. Right. Like it's, it's not, not like, like a torture situation or something. Right. They're just like no, no, no. We love eating shit. Okay. Number one, The Shawshank Redemption, nine point two. That has been number one since I've been using IMDb. It's like this. This hasn't changed. It's so weird. Well, it's all because it was on fucking TBS like every thirty-five seconds growing up. And also, I why am I racist? This has Morgan Freeman in it. Yeah, but he, you said the Stephen King prison movie, and that's a different uh, black lead in a different prison movie. Well, but this is also this is a Stephen this is, King. The Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King movie. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. He wrote the fucking. What are you talking about? 
Uh, Shawshank Redemption, 1994. Director Frank something. Writers Stephen oh, fuck, King. Right. God damn Who's it. the racist now, motherfucker? The green. You're Stephen Kingist, you piece of shit. I'm Stephen Kingist. No, that means I'm anti Maine. That's big for you. You're yeah. a Maine man. You're my main man. Aw, oh, thanks. You're welcome. Um, I'm going to read a review of The Shawshank Redemption by Wes Walker in 2002. Now, look, to be fair, 9-11 just happened. So I get that, you know, things are still, emotions are still running high. Can Hollywood, usually creating things for entertainment purposes only, create art? <laughs> That's wow. a dope-ass opening sentence, I have to say. Wes, Great question. To create something of this nature, comma, a director must approach it in the most meticulous manner, comma, Due to the delicacy of the process, such a daunting task requires an extremely capable artist with an undeniable managerial capacity and an acutely developed awareness of each element of art in their films, comma, the most prominent semicolon, music, visuals, script, and acting. This is actually a really good review. (laughs) This is sick. First off, the director of this movie is, there's no universe where you know offhand who directed the Shawshank Redemption. I've never even heard of this guy. Frank? Frank Darabont. Frank Darabont. Oh my God, he directed. He wrote The Green Mile too. How about that? Oh, oh he wrote. Sorry, he wrote on The Walking Dead. I take it back. He is the greatest writer of all time. Yeah, he wrote the entire show, all ten years of The Walking Dead. Wow. Yeah, I like that. This review is like to make a movie, you gotta be good. You gotta, to make a good movie, you gotta you gotta be good at it. And you gotta be good you at these, be good these at things. Uh, movie making. You can't movie just, making. Movie you can't making. Just turn the camera on. You gotta know what to point it. What music to play when it's going on. So wait, do you think that Frank, speaking of the music, did he just play the music on set, or do they add that in later? I don't. I've never he made played a movie. The Jurassic Park song. Most people don't know this, but most movies they they blast the Jurassic Park song at all times because that famous scene where Sam McNeil looks up at the freaking dinosaur. Yeah, and most directors are like, do it like do it like he did in Jurassic Park. What if we like uh, just did that? Just play that over movies. We screen movies. Just blasted <laughs> that the whole time. Would you be able to hear the actual audio too, or is it just just theme song? Dude, this this Wes Walker review by creating the film's firm foundation. This is paragraph three of like thirty. <laughs> by, by creating the film's firm foundation, the meticulously chiseled screenplay paved the way for the, this film's success. Wes Walker <laughs> has been a member of IMDb since January 2001, which is over 20 years. That's a pre-9-11 uh, he IMDb He has user. reviewed one movie, and that movie <laughs> is Shawshank Redemption. So this is his magnum opus. He peaked in I mean, 2002. It's, it's, it's titled Shawshank Redeems Hollywood. Wow. Like, this was this before and after moment, 1994, uh, when, when, you know... You know what I would have called it? Yeah. I would have called it Hollywood Redemption. Wow. Yeah. Semicolon. Fucking damn. The Shawshank story. A good ass movie. A fucking dope ass movie. Q, how does the movie end? Who would ask that? What is? What was Red's crime? Red was a rapist? No, no, no. Oh no, my God. Sorry, no. no, he wasn't because he, wait, who's Red? Uh, that's is Morgan, that Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I must never have seen this movie. I think I've only seen The Green Mile. He killed and ate a child? Wow. Wait, no, that's Hadley seen this beat Boggs movie. after he's released from isolation. God, this movie's fucking terrible. Also, speaking I know we're on IMDb, but have you switched to the like the sneak peek of the new version of IMDb? How come Hadley was arrested for Tommy's murder, but nobody cares about Fat Ass's murder? Well. Wow. <laughs> 
just here's here's okay. Uh, number two, The Godfather. Number three, The Godfather Part Two. And number four, The Dark Knight. Number five, Twelve Angry Men. Number six, Schindler's List. I don't, is there a woman in any of these movies? And the sad thing is that this shit hasn't changed. Like, what happened? Did they even update Number seven, it? The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. I know that wow. not everyone listens. Number eight, Pulp Fiction. Number nine, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Number ten, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. This is like if that guy you worked at a deli with wrote a list of, like, movies he's fucked to. Yeah. <laughs> Fight Club, number 11. Oh, come on, Fincher. You got to break Holy that. Got to break that 10. This is like the worst. It's like if 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 you hated living, someone would make this list. Well, I had this when I was much younger, and I noticed that because you, if you look at their rating, you can like get a deep dive into the demographics, and basically every movie has between two to a hundred times more male ratings than female ratings. The site is just like infested with loser boys rating movies about other loser boys. Hamilton is the 57th best film ever made. No. Joker is the 60th. Now, that's interesting. Can you imagine if Hamilton and Joker were in a freaking... Oh, my uh, God. Uh, they, they split an Uber pool. Like, it's the, they're in the same... Sure, sure, sure. And, I get that and reference. And he's like, I'm going to get my shot. And Joker's like, all I have is shots, man. That's good. I, I want to watch this. That's pretty good so, stuff. Uh, Shawshank Redemption, the number one movie on IMDb, has been rated... 2.3 million times, 1.4 of them are by men. Wait, and only... Oh, maybe they just don't have data on some of them because it says only 300,000 less than are females. Josh, if we're ever going to break the system down, we got to even the votes on IMDb. I think that's the first place to start. No, no, no. No, Charles, we need to burn IMDb to the ground. The, the biggest mistake ever is is users having a voice in anything. Yeah. We shouldn't have allowed that. No. See, I'm old, Charles. You're old. I remember, like, websites that were just, like, cool links, and every day they're just, like, a bunch of links. There wasn't a comment section. Just one asshole put together cool shit he found on the internet. Yeah, fark.com. Yeah, sure. Shit like that. I mean, it wasn't fark.com that I was thinking about, but shit like that. We trusted Fark. We loved Fark. Yeah. We didn't need to hear from Fark's fans. No. The Fark fan that base. That is right. The Fark and fandom. That is why I'm glad that none of our listeners ever talk to us. They never make it known that they listen. It's just like an emptiness out there. And you know what? That's the way we like it. Well, I mean, good art often is about illuminating negative space. Right? Mm. Okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, anyways... So notice you don't play. So th- there's not a lot of Tucci in this movie, and that's my the biggest goof. If I could uh, add, if I could be a little uh, active user on IMDb, I would say number one goof, not a lot of Tucci. Wait, do you want to add that to IMDb in the goof yes, section? Yes, where'd the Tucci go? <laughs> um, goofs, they cut out all the Tucci footage. Why? Yeah, continuity, no Tucci. No Tucci. Uh, there was more Tucci. I'm sorry to brag, but I did get this out of the library on Blu-ray. Okay. There's, there's more Tucci in the, like, pre- it's not even the like menu movie. It's the pre-menu movie that comes up, and it's like this cheeky, like we're all you know we all gather around the mandatory viewing station, and there's Tooch, and he's like, "You're about to see something spectacular," and then it goes to the, uh, the the trailers before the, and then it, it cuts to Goatsy, and it zooms into the butt. I had to show someone what Goatsy was. Really, in 2021? I know. Work with such youngsters. I feel like if, if Zoomers knew what the internet was like when we were like. In middle school, I mean, it, it, it was a hor- It was just a horrifying experience. Right, everything's about like it's Rick nice Roll, that now we have like so you get tricked into listening to a nice song. 
when we were kids, you got tricked. And then you into, had to watch. Yeah, you got tricked into fucking looking at a dude's asshole. Like a giant yeah, asshole. If you wanted to play a Flash game, you had to go to the somethingawful.com. Right. And who knows what you saw there? Lamin Ugh, Party. Don't get me started. Do you remember um, no one, Meat and no Spin? One's on their phones. Do you think MeatSpin.com oh, is still a thing? Do I remember Meat Only want me to find out, my friend. I'm going to go. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to be a coward and go into incognito mode because I am at work. Meat Spin. You know that your ISP uh, can still see what you do. The plugin is not supported. <laughs> That's a very 2021 <laughs> outcome. Aww. If you are under the age of 18 or find the site offensive, please leave now. That is and the then if you saddest. click leave now, you go to Google. I yeah. think that, that's the saddest outcome for meatspin.com is to just like no longer be supported by whatever plugin that version of Netscape Navigator used. It's just, it didn't have a glorious death. Um, well, you know, the saddest story ever told is uh, for sale, one link to Meatspin, uh, flash plugin not supported. Ernie. Ernie got it. I thought you said Bernie for a minute. Can we mm. talk about this? Um, Bernie is such a president, Snow, about everything, and I honestly thought President Coyne was kind of a woke queen. And they so. hate to see a, they, they hate to see a girl boss succeed. That's true. Okay, yeah. And Katniss is so poisoned by the patriarchy; she kills an absolutely woke girl boss, and that made me really upset. Right? She was a nasty woman. She was a nasty woman. Yes. And it's it's like with Kamala coming into charge and such. Like you can't fix everything in a day. You got to hunger game a little longer. Right. And then down the line, you do like maybe like a nicer Hunger Game. Oh, I really like that. I didn't know that they could pull it off because I thought that too while I was watching this. When I was like, "Do you think they're going to be something like do something cheeky and have a new Hunger Games after the takeover?" And I was like, "How would they get that to work?" And just like we didn't really see that them going back to the Hunger Games would really bring things to a new potential in the second one. That scene where she's like, "All right, you know, there's going to be a lot of violence after this, so the way we solve this." is by just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, it's sick. It's like uh, whenever we bail out uh, Wall Street because it's a very bad thing. Ugh. We're like, look, it's not good, but if we just keep it going. So I don't, I, don't, I, I sort of came into this episode because like, I started looking into that a couple weeks ago. Oh, I don't want to talk about the Wall Street. I don't understand stocks at all. I have no <laughs> idea what happened. I mean, I, I don't have, want an explanation. You don't read, want one. Like, okay, we articles. don't have to talk about it, but it is It's like looking into the friggin' Matrix code for me. Hey, did you hear about the Matrix 4? What about it? today? No. It announced. What do you mean Matrix it got announced? Four, uh, it's Matrix been, Resurrections. It's been announced forever. You, what do you mean? They got a title? The title, Matrix Resurrections. It's pretty sick because uh, they both get resurrected, right? He dies? Does he die? It's complicated. But yeah, no, this whole, like, we recorded, this is weird. Like, we're watching a movie about uprisings at the Capitol. Between the start and the end, we have gone through both a physical assault on the Capitol building in this country, as well as a financial attack uh, that really shows how, I don't know, this movie ends so well where it's like, yes, you can take over. You can literally kill the person with your bare hands who is in charge of this country and nothing will change. And we've seen two completely failed attempts at any sort of change to how this country is run. Well, also, you know, uh, when freedom-loving Americans trying to stop the steal do it, everyone gets mad. Mm. But when the girl in this movie, the president, bombs all the kids, it's good? You know? No, it's not good. Oh. That was bad, Josh. She bombed the kids. But it won. It beat the guy. She bombed right? kids, and then she bombed the medics that came in to try to help the few remaining footless and armless kids that were not dead. Well, can, I, can I drop a truth bomb? Well, I don't know. If you're going to bomb some kids... You gotta vote. 
Yeah. If you're still if you're still in line, don't leave. No, 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 no. That's the trick. If you're in line to vote. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast in line to vote, do not leave. Even if someone with a broom or a newspaper goes, hey, 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 get out of here. You have every right as an American to stay yes. and cast that little vote. Yes. And then wear that little sticker on yes. your face, on your jacket. You can put it on your cell phone. It's amazing. This country fucking so cool. It's basically the bombest country. Like when I think about things that are awesome, I'm like, one- America. Two America. Three honestly, Two America, three, three, three voting. 18 America. America. Now, do you think that uh, Hunker Games has anything to do with like America? Can you unpack that for me? I didn't, I, I didn't get that vibe while I was watching it, but I'm open. Well, because normally when I watch movies, I'm like, oh, like this is like another place. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, well, we're in Pan Am. We're not in America. If it was about America, we'd be in America. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. When I watch, like when I watch... Uh, Mad Men. I know we're in New York City because they're always they're always zooming around those taxi cabs. They're always saying, "Look at those tall buildings." Yeah, and there's all those shots of uh, you know, New York. We see a lot of it in there. This is not in America. This movie, no, right. So I guess but you, you're saying you're saying you can extrapolate certain parts of it and pretend that it's America. I don't really. Well, I would I'm not never following. use a word. I would never use a word that long. I thought you were extrapolate the, the fuck does that mean? You're the king of it. We just we we, <sighs> we dubbed you king of extrapolation last episode. Here's here's all I'm trying to say. Is there a lesson we can learn from these movies that we watched? Or is it just like a is it's its own thing? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like is this like is there stuff about this that we like so, about- so uh, I, let me put this in terms I can understand. Okay. You're saying like if we were to in the same way that when you after watching Eyes Wide Shut I was like, this is a good marriage. You might learn how to marry someone. You're saying after watching all of these hunger movies, you might might learn how to America. I don't know. It's just complicated. This is hard. We might need to get a guest. Did we get Wes? Oh, do you think we get Wes on the show? Which Wes? The guy famous for his uh, Shawshank Redemption review. Oh, Wes Walker? sounds like a smarty. Yeah. He's a fucking genius. I think we could get him on the show. That bro cracked open that thesaurus and was like, I'm a fucking... I'm going to go to town on that. People are going to know how smart I am. They're all going to know. Um, okay, Phil Smore Hoffman, uh, we stand a thick king, died while making this movie. Probably the worst loss in acting in my life. Yeah. And uh, it sucks and it is weird because Plutarch essentially had two more scenes to shoot and is not in them. Obviously, he's died. He died. So that that was, that was uh, very dark. Yeah, and I think... Somehow they salvaged that. I thought they had the Hamish reading her the letter. You could tell it was like this in the actual movie would have been Philip doing his thing. But I think it worked okay. If we're not going to get Philip because he's dead, then they did figure out a way. It's not like the Carrie Fisher scenes. And I'm sorry, we've been talking about the wars a lot. I guess that makes sense. We have the Star Wars, the Child Wars. They both probably are just bubbling around in my mind. But. Like, they did the worst, which is to create a ghost, still, like, totally suck out her entire story from the movie, but then, like, put her in some scenes as a ghost CGI person. My favorite, uh, my favorite Carrie Fisher scenes in Rise of the Sky Guy is when she's like, How can you choose one? Poe Dameron, I love you. You are my friend. Right. That was really good. Yeah. She's another boss queen. Like coin, 
wait, Leia or, or Carrie Fisher? Because Carrie Fisher is a maniac and had a wild ass life. And if you never listened to an interview with Carrie Fisher, rest in peace. She is an amazing person. Yeah, she's wild. Yeah, lived a, a pretty wild life. God bless her. God bless her. Well, it's up to God now. He gets to hang out with her all the time. Yeah. Up in the now, clouds. Let me ask you this. If, if there was a Christian God in Hunger Games, none of this would have happened. Correct. Yeah. Ding. That's it. This is a world without Christian capitalism. Because if, there, if, there, if Jesus had been in this world, I don't think they would have had these problems. And I'm, being, I'm just being honest. As an American, as a Christian, as a God-fearing dude... I mean, I think this universe does have a Jesus, and his name is Finnick, and no one really noticed that he was the martyr that... I mean, I I, I miss him. I miss him right now. He uh, he did get a baby in red, and then uh, the red hair. Mm-hmm. He managed to get to squirt one out before getting uh, killed by the wet boys. I thought you weren't allowed to, to squirt one out until your honeymoon. No, no. You can get going night one, really. I think in the old days, that was the whole thing. Get that ball rolling pretty much night of. And I guess it's really hard to compare because there is no, we just said there's no Christian God. Is, is the Jewish God as strict about when you can squirt one out or is it a little different? I mean, we got all kinds of rules about all kinds of stuff, but I think it's, it's, it's a lot less shame and, 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 and cruelty based than the Christian God. Okay. Though our God's pretty mean a lot of the time. I heard that. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence reportedly made kissing Liam Hemsworth an awful experience. She gargled garlic and tuna fish before shooting the scenes for the sole purpose of making him uncomfortable. It sounds like it made it pretty uncomfortable for her, too. She's a good actor. Uh, That would have made me uncomfortably hungry for a tuna melt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe in Australia they don't have tuna melts or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's never. He just thought it was blech. What's this? Oi, what's this? Not for me. That ain't a dingo. That ain't a bloody kangaroo salad. What's that in your mouth, mate? mate? Oh, a barbecue shrimp on the in the in your mouth? No, that thank belongs you. on the barbie, not your bloody mouthy. You sound like Ricky Gervais, Governor. Um, so the original cut of this movie. You hear this? You hear this? Two hours, uh, fifty-one minutes originally. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Can oh, you oh, imagine? Frank Lawrence was like, "I'm gonna make this shit fucking endless." I sort of like that though. So uh, let's. This movie succeeded because it's so boring. And it's like, I sort of wish Terrence Malick had directed this. I think he would have been incredible. But this is the closest when you get, you know, Hollywood, we've already talked about it. Sometimes every once in a while, they'll make some art. And I think Frank is like, if you're not going to go like full Terrence Malick in your approach to a war movie and you want to still keep it in the Hollywood spectrum, like this is a very boring movie. But I I think that's, I admire him. Right, that's what I'm saying. Is. Like it's it's yeah. it's not doesn't show you war scenes. It's amazing. It's like Jennifer Lawrence. She sneaks on board the medical ship to go to war, and then she's captured by Coin. Like Coin realizes it, turns her into an actor again. The real war is being fought off screen. You never see any of it, and she's just like they're wandering around looking at a cell phone for like 20 minutes of this movie. Like that's the action. so sick. And, and then like they're like. We're going to mount a big attack on the big base. Don't worry. We're not actually going to see anything. No, it's going to be out of some focus. Other shit. <laughs> yeah. It happens like, it, like digitally your way in the background. It was great. Um, like there's sh- so sick. But that's like, the focus of this movie isn't on the battles. It's on war. It's, it's like how it, it destroys you. I think that scene is great where sh- they like uh, Gail is like, we should just bomb them and bury them in the ground like wolves. And she's like, that's fucking gross, man. What is wrong with you? And while they're talking about it, that you just see like a little 
boop, off in the background. And then people start cheering. And it's, I think other movies would have been much more focused on showing you the explosions, showing you the gunfights. And we get those. Like, The Wet Boys is some very captivating, scary cinema. But overall, this movie really doesn't focus on the fighting. It fight, it focuses on, like, the inner struggle of what it's like to be a part of war. Yeah, and that's why we just get so many... Uh, just Everyone's reduced to a fucking ghost of their former self. It's so sick. Jenna Malone's incredible in this. Yeah. She just shows up skeletal, shaved head, stealing her morphine. Just so fucking bleak. Right. I love it. You, you just think about how, like, shitty Harry Potter gets at the end, you know? Yeah. At, like, We're going to do it at some really point. No pun- I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm getting more and more pumped up about it just to spend weeks and weeks and weeks watching the Potter man do his spells. Okay, so um, interestingly, this is the second movie sequel in 2015 to feature an actor dying while the movie was in production. Charles, we've covered this other movie. What was it? All right, so 2015. Dead actor. Is that Harold and Kumar goes to Guantanamo Bay? Okay, is that really your your guess? Well, I didn't. I did. I did phrase it in the form of a question. So yeah, think of movies we've covered. Yeah, you okay. think you're pretty sure? Oh, Jaws four. No shit. That was he's still alive. Michael Caine hasn't died yet. What? Uh, give me a clue. Give me a hint. <laughs> Familia. He's so fast. He's so furious. Paul Walker is a friend of mine. Paul Walker is a friend of mine. So who do you think is a greater loss to the world? Ooh, Philip Seymour Hoffman or Paul Walker? Yeah, both peas. Well, let me say this. Imagine the Fast and the Furious of Philip Seymour Hoffman squeezing oh himself in and out of cars. God. And just, oh my God, I'd love that. That would be so good. I mean, he's like my favorite actor. Sorry, you know? Paul. You're not going to win this one. Number two. What a year for sequels it was. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Uh, may, uh, this movie d- did not do super well, ultimately, compared to the rest of the series. But this year was insane. Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Okay. Friggin' Spectre, one of the most boring James Bond movies ever made. Criminally boring, a terrible movie. I can't even believe it's a real movie because it's it's so agonizingly Especially stupid. Especially following Skyfall, which is the best James Bond movie ever made. I need to honestly, I, I feel like I need to... Casino Royale has not aged well as well as I thought. Nah, it it's fine. I like the parkour. I mean, you know I'm a parkour guy. And Ugh, they the, jump, they run, they run, they jump. When's it, you know, it's nuts. I mean, sometimes they run, 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 jump. Sometimes they jump, jump. Run, flip, run. No, no, you're, I think you're confusing it. Well, with what? Skyfall's the parkour one? I thought no, that was... No, it's Casino Royale. You just mentioned it. Okay. I'm just saying... Whatever. Uh, million, mil, millions, minions came out this year. Mm. That's a franchise picture. Ever heard of Star Wars colon The Force Awakens? That came out this year. Mad Max Fury Road Avengers colon Age of Ultron? Wow, lots of sequels. Furious 7? Jurassic World? My God. Wow, The Hateful 8? Man, the 8th in the Hateful series? That came out this year? Yeah. And let's be honest, it was, you know, I could have been fine with just the hateful one through seven. The Man from Uncle? Wow. 2015 was a, a weird little year. Full of good 2015, shit. 2015, I saw. 2015. No, hold on. Hold on. The Martian. Wait a minute. The Martian. Yes. Okay. I was dating one person when Fury Road came out. Then I was dating another person when The Hateful Eight came out because I saw. Uh, Fury Road in 3D. I smoked vape pen. I it was I was one of my first times in like a leather reclining chair. Mm. I fucking got bleeped on some spleef, some digital spleef in the bathroom, 
and then lay back and got my friggin' mind blowed by Fury Road. And then uh, and that was the AMC by Lincoln Center. And then I saw the Galdang Hateful Eight at the uh, Village East. And I saw it on 70. I saw it on 70 millimeter. Fuck I saw it with yeah. the Overture. The Overture. I saw it with the Intermission. I ah. ate I would, I would, the best movie. Talk about corn. We're talking about corn. Yeah. Probably the best corn in New York City is at Village East. I think it's closed now, but man. Uh, good if corn. they're open, they're certainly not serving corn. Corn no, is because out. of the, the, the COVID 19 pandemic. And uh, if you're listening to this far in the future, I wish I, wish I was you. How far in the future are we talking? For, honestly, man. 50, 100 years? Isn't it funny how like, uh, like at one point it's like, well, one day the you know we'll stop the pandemic and that'll be great. And now it's like, well, if me and three of my friends get vaccinated, maybe we can vacation in Siberia or something. Yeah, it's, it's like the expectation is dropped. Yeah, Amy's been talking about that. She's like, even if all of my friends get vaccinated, I'm still not sure I can hang out with them because like i'm me charles hobby i'm not vaccinated i'm not vaccinated right we're at the bottom man at the dang bottom we're, we're, we're going to buy that shit well i'm for... higher than you i'm more important than you absolutely yeah 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 no question no i get i'm happy we can be frank about that i, I deserve nothing no you deserve a merciful death i would argue so i deserve a coin's death rather than i do like that i don't know if she had planned on this but by not shooting um snow with an arrow she let him get pummeled to death by somebody's fists over and over again which is ways to go out not good did you ever watch the saddam video because talk about uh classic shit from high school uh, i <laughs> we're a cool generation i remember watching the saddam video and yeah. like that shit is <laughs> like uh i recommend not looking it up for obvious reasons because uh you know, it, it, look, America, democracy, justice, the courts. Like when you just throw someone to like a pack of people, it's a pretty unpleasant it's, scene. Yeah, it's uh, it's a thing I'll never forget. And I think that this this is like this is the takeaway from this movie is that it's it is it is wild for post nine eleven movie to so accurately depict what war is like. You'd feel like we wouldn't. I mean, it was yeah, what fifteen years later. So I guess we're ready for it, but. I don't know. I feel like we're lied to so often that this it's rare to get like such a dark glimpse into war in a Hollywood franchise. Yeah, it's certainly uh, it is a, a far cry from a if you'll excuse me in the wars. We're just like, oh, if there's rebels, it'll be good. It's just good to, that they're rebels or whatever. But it's like and this it's like, yeah, but who's friggin is in charge of the rebels? What are they going to do to replace the guy? I feel like the Vietnam War had like an explosion of anti-war movies that were very deliberately about like how shitty it was what we were doing and for some reason that like after 9-11 it didn't really have i don't know can you think of any other like movie like like all those movies from the 70s and 80s were just like so desperately anti-vietnam and this like there was no kickback to the wars in afghanistan and iraq well, we're opening a huge topic of conversation, but I mean, yeah, there are some anti-war movies from the last 15 to 20 years, but we can't get into that now. We're an hour into the episode. Let's start to focus on the important parts here. Um, do we ask when we'll end the end of a series? Yeah. It's a bit redundant. No, 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 no. No I'm, no, I'm very satisfied. Great ending. Nailed it. The games, we right, played so them. So I guess we got so hungry. That's how you rephrase the question in your mind if you want. Like, this is the end. Do you think it was, are you asking when will it end because you think this is a great way for this franchise to go? Yes, or I, just, I literally said that. I, literally well, I couldn't said tell if you said you, 
you liked it, so you're not asking when will it end. I'm sorry. I, I, no, I said I'm asking when will it end because we don't need anything else. This is great. It should end now. Good. Yeah, I'm good stuff. So the ending of this movie, um, I already said the line when I first saw this movie, it really surprised me that this movie would end with uh, two traumatized young people uh, expressing their love to each other in the language of violence and trauma, where they they no longer are able to even say, I love you. He's like, is it real? Am I like, is this a real experience that I'm having right now where we love each other? And that's the best they have. And it is a beautiful way to end out this movie. I think that's also why I like it is this isn't a hopeless movie. This isn't a movie like, well, now they're destined to be completely dead. No, they do have hope. They do have love. And it's just completely always in the language of what they've gone through. Right. Like it, it's filtered through that trauma. There, there's not a happiness to their ending. It is the most they can make out of their situation. Right. And I think that that's impressive that they don't. It's two people living in exile in the ruins of their lives making do. Yeah. And that's but it's also it's not a sad, refreshing to see that. It's not a sad movie either. It's it's like really mature in its, in its uh, way of talking about these young people falling in love. Yeah. I am not asking when will it end. Yeah, you heard me, baby. I, yeah, you heard. Yeah, double take. Yeah, triple. Wow, quadruple. Wow, wow, wow. No, I think this. I would. I would watch more of this shit. The world is so confident. I think the first one was like the least confident, maybe movie we've seen. Watching these fran, like it is so like trying its hardest to get the the capital to be the capital and the districts to be the districts. And it was so lovely to see that that director's gone, that feeling is gone, and like everything feels so large and fantastic because it takes place in this fake world but it also feels very small and real i would watch more whether there's spinoffs whether it's you know the babies the babies grow up and they have to do something of their own hunger games i don't know man i'm not a writer but i would i would watch more i want more great so let's uh look back over series and movie mvps i'm giving it to donnie Suths in this movie i think he fucking kicks so much ass uh i I love two scenes right Three? He only has a few scenes, but playing a defeated Snow in a way that was so, like, it was very charming. Where he's like, well, we're all playing this game together, and baby, my number got called. Like, I, I liked how he chose to handle that situation. I thought it was a very compelling performance. At, at, at all times, he, like, avoids being both full scenery-chewing or boring and generic. He really finds a lane for Snow that I like a lot. And I think he's been strong since the first movie, so I want to give him a recognition. Yeah. Mazel tov, Don. You're my MVP for movie four. And uh, for my series MVP? Who's it going to be? Wet Boys. You're going Wet Boys? Oh, they're so wet. They you run don't... around. I had so many questions about them. What did those guys get up to in their free time? Wow. I don't know, man. I feel like that's sort of a waste of an MVP. Okay. My series MVP no, is You don't have to change it. Uh, you can keep the Wet Boys. I mean, they are. No, it's Phil Smurhoff, and he died making the series. He, it's, I got to raise that flag for him. Yeah. I, I was talking to Amy about this. Um, like, this was a a moment it is it's like the most you know when yeah when actors die sometimes they're younger and we're like wow what could they have done it is nice that at least we do have like a very large catalog of philip seymour hoffman movies to go back through if we, we ever missed a guy but this is like he was getting into large-scale hollywood blockbusters and can you imagine like a world where billion dollar movies also got to have a philip seymour hoffman in them 
I don't know. That's like it is a it's a huge loss. Yeah, and it underscores an already devastating series. So yeah, I'm not gonna. What a, good, what a great series! This was really fun to watch. I'm happy we did this. I think I'm gonna select both my uh, my MVP for the movie and for the series is the same boy. And yes, I've given a little bit away. He is a boy. A boy. He's not wet though. I'm not going wet boy. Sorry, Peta. Yeah. The great Josh Hutch, Joshy Hutch. I came at him hard for his for his silly little name in movie number one. Um, the fucking pig metaphor comes back and actually makes sense this time. Yeah, we finally God, yeah, full circle on the pig flashback. That was the best part of the movie. <laughs> finally, we, figure out the fuck was happening with the goddamn pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I pause it. I hugged Amy. We just like uh, sat in that joy for a, a few minutes as we understood what the fuck was going on with those pigs. Um, Ellie Ellie held me while I cried. Yeah, I just sobbed. But Peta is, uh, he becomes everything for this movie series. And Katniss is too. She's great. They like, they couldn't do it without each other. But Peta is, one minute he's trying to kill Katniss. Next minute he's trying to kill himself. Next minute he's trying to do good. He's like, he, it's an incredible job what this actor did to turn what I think a lot of actors couldn't quite handle a teenage boy who murdered too many people and now it feels sad about it. Like he's great. Both series and for MVP goes to my boy PETA. He got to hang with fucking Tooch. He gets to hang with snow. He got to hang with everybody. He's a, he's, he's the winner. He's the MVP. Well, Mazel Tov PETA, you won the heart of Katniss and the heart of Charles. Hobby. Do you think he's uh, available? We're at the very end uh, for sex. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, um, get I in feel touch like with his representatives. I bet if we went on Tinder, we would find Katniss and Josh Hutcherson. Now he's on Raya. They're definitely on Raya. They're definitely. No, I'm in saying Pan in Am the Raya. the Pan Am, the Pan Am version of Tinder. Yeah, they'd be on the Pan Am version of Raya. They're famous. Also, they're in exile. It's useless. Okay, Charles, we're at the end of our series. We loved it. Let's rank the movies quickly. I, you're at home. I'm not at home. So let's wrap it up. Okay. God, shit what, to a, do. what a crazy way to end this franchise is that you just like complaining about being in your office. Let's rank them. Here's how I'd rank them. Ready? Yeah, I guess I so. I think we may have the same. I think we may have the same rankings. You'll be surprised. I bet we don't. Oh, God. Okay. Well, let's, we can't prolong this for too much. My favorite movie the this series was two. Excellent movie. Just top to bottom. One, maybe arguably the best second in a series we've seen since the Scorch Trials. I got Scorch all over again. Right. Too Scorch. Yep. Too Scorchiest. Number two, four, a, a very satisfying dark ending that that did not betray the themes of the movie and and I the series and, and I was just very impressed with that. Number three, three. Number four, one. Great, that's a good ranking. I am a little different. You you tend to be a little on the uh, on the what different job? side. Oh wow, I don't know. I'll, All fucked up and shit. Yeah, I am gonna keep this easy. Uh, four, three, two, one. They just got better and better for me. And I think it's hard to like the the end of this series is so fantastic that this movie is brave and that it decided to be so fucking slow and boring and still tell this like disgusting story about power and trauma. Yeah, because you, you watch the, the Potter films and, and the, the amount of editing for convenience of the story that, that, that whittles it down to something that at least as I recall, to be fair, it feels a bit convenient and cheap. This does the opposite. It leans into right. the, the boredom and isolation and, and, and exhaustion of war. 
And I think you could watch these movies and leave a better person for having seen them, which feels like a crazy thing to say, but that's how I feel. Finnick died. Finnick got blown up. She ripped Finnick. She blew up Finnick in this movie, and it's still. Marshall Ali got his damn legs blown off. To death. Can you imagine how hard you have to get your legs blown off to die from it? The poo poo and pee pee water then flooded the whole thing. And it was so gross. Oh, holy shit. How about the part where they're running through the subway and the floor is lava and the, the sky beams? That was nuts. When that kid gets turned into cubes? That was nuts. Uh, I did not see that coming. And then the floor is lava. Are you lava. kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Four, three, two, one. Uh, wow. I would, I, before we go, I want to talk to you because we both agree that number one is bad. It's not a, well, not bad, but it's not a good movie and it's not a great franchise movie, but. Do you, what do you, how do you think we would have felt if one were directed by the same person, had the same team? Like, do you think that would have made, like, do you think we needed a shitty start to this franchise for it to really blossom into something? Or do you think we could have had a good first installment? That's an interesting question. Um, yes, we easily could have had a good opening installment. I think the fact that we were delighted and surprised by how strong two was, yeah. which set a tone that it maintained from that point onward it was interesting like as i pointed out repeatedly how it it kicks into this other gear in the first movie very noticeably when it picks up the mediatization story and then you're like okay this is right really interesting and the most confident part of the story uh so i don't know the con a contrast is never bad though you know? we demand we should have a remake they should remake the first one because you're right we we deserve more we deserve as more americans we deserve a good hunger games one yeah. Fuck. Um, so, Charles, let's close with one of the best quotes from the movie. Mm, are you, do I get to read? Is it going to be like an acting thing or do you just get to do all of it? One sec. Let me find it. Let's do the best quotes from the whole series. Okay. Where are you Googling this or are you just picking the body? I brain? found it already. You already okay. found the best one. Yeah. Tracker jackers are genetically engineered wasps whose venom causes searing pain, powerful hallucinations, and in extreme cases, death. All right, Charles, what's our next series? Oh, that's a great question. Um, did we determine that at this oh, point? Oh, we did. Oh, is it friggin' Is it the one I'm thinking it is? With the friggin- uh, it's got it's got squares upon squares upon squares. We and if you think people competing uh, in deadly situations and booby traps and such is fun, you're gonna friggin' love it. Right. We we decided we didn't want to end. We the Hunger Games. We're we're so hungry for Hunger Games that even after finishing, we're like, we could cram a little more Hunger Games in there. What's on your head now? An apple? I'm bouncing a stress ball on my head. Oh, you you really want to go home. You really want to I'm tired. Leave. I have shit to do. I have a phone date with a friend that I've put out off now because of this podcast. That's nice. Because we started late because your tech issue was happening. Yeah. Um, We're doing the Cube movies. Fucking Cube. Hypercube. Cube. Two, cube. Two, cube. Two, cube. Hypercube. Cube. Three. Cube. Zero. What a... Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so excited for Cubes. This is great. Uh, I love I love the cute movies. I these were high school classics movies that I watched while like chugging like uh, the worst vodka in the world and smoking terrible weed in 2005. So how could they be bad? I'm sure they're all very good movies. <laughs> I've only seen the first one. I I think I, the name to Cube Two Hypercube really threw me off, and I never watched it. Um, and Cube I, Three I think has my favorite opening to a movie ever. Right. So I cannot wait to visit how bad these are. Uh, Charles, I love you. We survived the games. Onward to the cubes. That's right. They say no one survives the games, but hey, guys, we did it. Look at me and Charles. Okay, we'll talk to you next time on friggin' uh, when when will, will it, it end? end? Mocking guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.